sports, politics, life, Buck Roofing presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. If you want just a little tiny glimpse of what a Trump presidency may look like beginning in 2025, we look no further than the country of Argentina and what's going on with Javier Malay, who is the new president, prime minister of, I think he's president of Argentina. You may have heard of this guy. This is a guy that went around and was campaigning throughout his campaign recently in the last few months with a chainsaw. Everywhere he went, he would fire up the chainsaw in front of crowds and say, I'm going to cut the government. I'm going to slash. I'm going to cut. It's over. They have had decades of socialist rule in Argentina. They are flat out broke. They're overtaxed. They're underserved. And everything is not working in Argentina. So they go with Malay and he wins. And he comes in and he starts doing exactly what he says he's going to do. And hundreds of government policies and mandates are stricken almost immediately. Now, some of them, require what we would call either an executive order or legislation to change. Many of these he could do the second he showed up, and he did. And people in Argentina rejoiced because they were tired of their their religious people. They are tired of the woke culture. Uh, Ultimately, what got them with the socialist regime in charge in Argentina had very little to do with the economy or taxation or recession, poverty, Crime, all of those things, which are terrible in Argentina, because we know what happens when your government just taxes and spends and taxes and spends. So they've been subject to that for decades now, and that really wasn't what put him over the top. What put him over the top was social issues. He appealed so much to the voters in Argentina that we have lost our way, that this inclusivity and diversity, equity and inclusion and all these different things that we have have got to go by the wayside that we've lost our moral compass here in Argentina. And the people of Argentina believe that. And they're along for the ride and cleaning up the government along with it. Now, you know, I can make an argument that I would be the opposite voter of that, that I would be more in favor of cutting the government, the spending, all of those things first, and then attacking society as a, you know, morally or whatever's going on within media or terminology or free speech or things like that at a later date. But this is where Malay has started. And this week, week of Christmas, they have passed Article 209 in Argentina, and it is a, it's an article that says the government, both national and local, anywhere in Argentina, no government can use the word free anymore when talking about any services or programs or things that they have. They cannot use the term free. They can't say we have free health screenings. They can't say we have a free seminar on, you know, retirement income. We can't have a a free workshop on this. We can't have a free program or free money or free benefits. There is no such thing. He has struck in the term free from the government in Argentina, and that's at a national and local level. And I think this is brilliant. I think this is absolutely right. It is the kind of thing that gets everybody in Argentina. I think there's about 30 million people that live there. It gets everyone in Argentina talking about the right thing. And the right thing is nothing's free. Anything your government is doing for you is paid by you, the taxpayers. But that's where they get their money. That's how they pay for these programs. The people who are working in any fashion for the government aren't working for free. So we know that the program can't be free. It costs money. So he's just stricken this. It's done. It's over. We're not allowing the term free. He's also stricken the term, quote, inclusive language, unquote, saying it cannot be used and is prohibited in the public sector. So anyone in government cannot use within their programs or their services or anything they provide the term called inclusive language. They cannot have mandates for inclusive language in a program that they're giving. What he's basically saying is it is a given that every Argentinian, every citizen here is included in what we do in this country. Therefore, we need no programs that specifically say we need, quote, inclusive language for all Argentinians. No, all Argentinians are in. We will not talk about inclusive language. We don't care about your sexual preference, LGBTQ+, or any of these other things. We we, we just don't. There, There will be no government discussion of these things. Nobody will be treated differently. Malay argues that if you use the term inclusive language, 
that you're that it's basically exclusive language that you're now catering to a subgroup, a small group of minorities over the majority of the population saying we need to favor these people because of some reason. Plug in your favorite reason. Skin color, religion, sexual preference, whatever it may be. So he's basically stricken these. In Argentina, in Article 209, we won't use the term free. We won't use the term inclusive language. Those things are gone. He's slashing the government. I think I read last week he's fired 50,000 government employees already in just a few. He's only been on the job a couple of weeks. 50,000, that's a lot in Argentina. That doesn't sound like a lot in America. That would be the equivalent to 500,000 being laid off in the United States. So we're 10 times the size, we're 11 times, 550,000. That'd be 550,000 federal employees getting axed in the first two weeks of a Trump administration. Where do I sign up for that? And how much money does that save? Says he's going to balance the budget, eventually lower taxes. He's going to fix the economy. He's going to do all the things that we like. And he considers himself, Malay does in Argentina, a libertarian. Some people will call him an uber conservative, but he considers himself to be a libertarian. Just government, get out of our way. Less government, almost no government. Provide some needed services. We'll need to protect our border with some military personnel. We need some roads and bridges. But other than that, stay the hell out of the way. Get the government out of the way and let the people succeed and allow the country to thrive. If you're looking for just a hint of what could be on the horizon with a Trump presidency, should he win in 2024, I think this guy's part of the playbook. I think he, I think he is doing things in Argentina that we haven't even thought of here, that we conservatives haven't thought of in the United States, and we need to watch what he does and see if or how it succeeds over the next year. To me, it's very exciting. And it's a smaller laboratory. It's a smaller country. But man, they're in a bad, bad way. They're in way worse shape than any economy or any recession or interest rates or things in the United States. I mean, Argentina's a mess. And ultimately what happens, we know this throughout history, is the people will fight back when it really gets bad. The question is, in November of 24, do Americans consider it really bad under Joe Biden? Do they? Because I have long predicted on this podcast, and I've been pretty good on a lot of these predictions now, better than I should be. It's a lot easier than predicting Democrats is a lot easier than predicting outcomes of sporting events. I can promise you that. So I believe this. I know there's all kinds of smart economists and people out there. I believe this. I believe interest rates will come down at least two points before the election. I believe the stock market will soar. And I believe there will be generally late summer, early fall, a feeling in America that things are really getting better. I believe that will happen. The reason I believe that will happen is it's easy to make that happen. All they have to do is the right things, and it doesn't take long. They've got 11 months. I think by March, we're going to see a rate cut. I think it'll be a half point, and I think they'll, just, I think they'll go every other month up to the election. Every 60 days, they'll lower the interest rate. And people will, and there will be a frenzy of home buying. I'm, I'm telling you right now, a half a point rate cut and our real estate market will just go bang right back into high gear. There have been people sitting on the sidelines waiting and waiting and waiting. They have cash to buy a house. They don't like their payment because of the interest rate. You lower it a half point, interest rates come down into the fives, maybe down into the fours. And this is the psychology of buying. People will look at a 4.99 interest rate as a bargain. Many people listening to this podcast have mortgages at two and a half. But people will see five as a bargain, especially if it reads 4.99. And they will jump on it. And of course, they won't be wrong if they can get into their home and make their payments and wait another year and rates get back down to three. They can always refinance. The mortgage business will be in full gear again, which, by the way, is a huge part of the real estate sector. It's not just the actual real estate transaction. It's the financial component. Mortgage, the mortgage business has been dead for a year. It's just dead. It's just on hold. We know people in the industry, they're not doing well. It's been the toughest time of their professional career. Nobody's refinancing, which is a huge part of the mortgage industry. I can't even imagine how big refinancing will be if everybody jumps in at five and a half. 6%, 55 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%, 5%,
and the rates keep going down and Trump wins the election and a year into the Trump presidency, rates are 2.75, everybody will be refinancing. There will be millions of people that will have had two separate mortgages in an 18-month period of time. And I think we could see how that would be a boon for the economy. Hopefully, inflation doesn't follow, but we're watching Malay in Argentina, and it is fantastic to see him just slay with Article 209 that you cannot use the word free. Any local or national government entity cannot use the term free or inclusive in any services or goods or programs that they are offering to the people of Argentina. I love that. I absolutely love that. There's good news on the Trump front. It appears that Trump will be on the Colorado ballot, and it has almost nothing to do with the Supreme Court. Now, that can change if on January 4th, the Supreme Court upholds this thing and says, we're not overturning anything, whatever. Here's the the timeline on Colorado's ballot for Trump being on it in the primary. And ultimately, what they want is him to not be on the ballot in November. They don't care as much about the primary, but it appears Trump will be on the ballot in the primary. The GOP in that state has appealed to the Supreme Court. They're trying to stop the Colorado Supreme Court. But the appeal by the Supreme Court of the United States apparently is supposed to be heard or whatever by January 4th, but the ballots are printed January 5th, the ballots for the primary. So if the Supreme Court doesn't make some sort of ruling supporting Colorado, this thing will still be on hold. And if it's on hold, then the ballots get printed up on January 5th and Trump will be on the primary ballot. That's just the logistics. That's just the fine print of how elections work. So it doesn't look like they're going to be able to kick Trump off the primary ballot this early, but that's not their goal anyway. Their goal is to get him off in November so he can't beat Biden in Colorado, which used to be a swing state but hasn't been, although we don't know exactly what goes on in Colorado or how things may be flipping because there are things flipping everywhere. Our final final later, we'll talk about how things are flipping in Pennsylvania. It's really quite dramatic. I love this story. Sage Steele is one of my favorites. She is an intelligent, wonderful sports reporter and now probably going to get into news and and politics and issues more than she did before when she was a sports reporter at ESPN. She was extremely well-liked by her colleagues. She doesn't have bad days. She wakes up positive, optimistic, smiling. She does not run around and talk about the fact that she's black and that she needs help or she's oppressed or anything like that. Her dad was in the military. She, she gets it. She's a military kid. She gets it. And she's awesome. And she's attractive. And she's personal and all personable and all of these things. Like the, Sage Steele is a wonderful package of a really with it. If we're going to put labels on somebody, a really, really intelligent and with it, strong black American woman professional. She sued Disney Corporation and settled, won. She won. She got a settlement. And I'm I'm always a little on edge when I hear her speak because I wonder if she's violating the terms of her settlement with Disney Corporation. She's the one who said Obama wasn't a black president. (laughs) She says he's not black. His mom was white and his dad was from Kenya. His mom was a white Kansan and his dad was from Kenya. He's not the first African-American president. So she went after that. Then she went after vaccines and the mandates and all the rules at ESPN. And she challenged them at every turn that she had the right to work without taking that shot. They suspended her. She sued them. She settled. She won. And now she's saying the smartest things of anyone in media. She's been very outspoken about the vaccine things. One of the things that you have not heard a lot about is the background story of her as it pertains to transgenders competing, men, biological men competing in women's sports. Let's not use their term. Men swimming. So she goes on the Riley Gaines podcast, Sage Seal does. And they're talking about Leah Thomas. And as a sidebar, you know Leah Thomas, the former man who identifies as a woman and wins swimming competitions with long hair and a penis. That's Leah Thomas. Oh, Leah Thomas, by the way, it came out this week. I mean, this is a shocker. Leah Thomas, the biological male that identifies as a woman and swims in the pool with women and beats them. Uh, Leah Thomas still likes having sex with women. (laughs) Who'd have guessed that? Leah Thomas still has a penis and has sex with a woman and 
There are now pictures all over social media of Leah Thomas with his new girlfriend. She's quite the looker. Eh, not so much. So Leah Thomas has got this strange looking girl that's his girlfriend. And he likes having sex with her and he's still got his penis and he's still swimming. And it's the stupidest story in the history of American sports. And yet here I am talking about it because every now and then there's a ray of sunshine and someone like Sage Steele who went on the podcast with Riley Gaines and said, you won't believe what happened to me when I worked at ESPN. They told me to shut the F up about Leah Thomas and men competing against women. And she's like, wait, we just started this thing called ESPNW, which is ESPN for women, where they put this huge priority on reporting on women's sports and showing women's games. And we're going to do more women, women, women. You've seen it. You've seen all this forced down your throat about mostly sporting events that people don't want to watch. Women, 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 women. So Sage Steele's like, yes, women, 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 women. We can't let men compete against the women, 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 women. And they told her, shut up. Being tranny trumps being female. This is pretty good. She couldn't wait to tweet more after she got in trouble for tweeting, and she shared this story with Riley Gaines. I was asked to stop tweeting about it. I was asked to stop um, doing anything, saying anything about it on social media because I was um, offending others at the company. I made sure I sent off another tweet that night after I received that email. Um, <laughs> because like, no, and it's, let's stop living in this lie. And once again, oh, you're going you're gonna to silence me and Sam. She was told the same thing, you know, for this issue. But then we're going to let everybody else talk about all these other things that are not even related to sports on our sports programming. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If we're going to preach on ESPNW and all of these things, and I'm going to stand up for all these women, many of whom are afraid to do what Riley Gaines is doing, to do what, what I'm doing on a much lesser level than Riley, than you, right? But just, no. And so that, that I actually said this to myself as I was sending a tweet, the first tweet about, you know, standing up and supporting you. I said, I already had the lawsuit going, you know, I mean, whatever. I didn't know how it was going to end, but I literally said, this is a hill I will die on a hundred percent because it is, it is facts. This is not even my opinion about a vaccine mandate or whatever. Like these are facts. This is science. This is biology. This is all of the things come at me. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me to stop supporting women. Go ahead. Tell me. Well, you got to love that story. That is Sage Steele, formerly of ESPN. She's now out there independently working on her own. My guess is uh, Fox News would be a wonderful destination for her. I think Fox News is a train wreck right now. I don't know how Laura Ingram is on TV. I, I, I don't get I don't watch her show anymore. I, I just quit. I just flat quit watching. I don't remember the last time I watched Hannity. I watched Jesse Waters a little bit here and there. Sometimes Gutfeld is good for a laugh for a couple minutes, but that's about it. I would think Sage Steele would be a wonderful addition to Fox News. I think I'd probably just give her her own show and say, here it is, or maybe put her on with a co-host. And sometimes, uh, you know, an evening show with two hosts could work as well. I think the future is hers. Whatever, whatever Sage Steele wants to do, the future is hers. It's just sitting right there for her. She is exceptional. And she just summed it up right there about what the liberal media do and the way they run things. So it shouldn't be surprising that Americans don't believe in media. They don't. We've seen those polls are overwhelming. We now know why. There's a new poll out this month. This is unbelievable. You're not going to believe this one. There's a new poll out that says in the United States of America, 3.4% of journalists are registered Republicans. 3.4% are registered Republicans. Now, that's journalists. That's any kind of journalist. That's sports. That's the people in the weather department. That's the writers. That's the editors of the newspaper. That's everybody. Websites, everybody. 3.4%. So this was my minority. I've been a registered Republican since the first time I voted in the 80s. So I worked in the media. But 50 years ago, it was 26% of Journalists in America considered themselves or said they were registered Republicans. In 2002, sort of in the year after 9-11, 18% said they were Republicans. And now we're down to 3.4%. And that's why we have the debacle that we have in the United States. 
this, this ongoing national conversation about things that are not serious, which is basically what we have. We have a media in this country. We are, we are narrative-driven through social media, mainstream media, big media, small media. Every little outlet everywhere is controlled by the hardest left leftists, and they have us all with our eyeballs and ears wide open listening to and looking at the stupidest things in this country that simply don't matter. But they control it, and we are not surprised. I got to share an email with you uh, from a gentleman who said, Every year, and his children are grown now, so they do this as kids apparently are adults. The kids are older. Every year, they go to downtown Lawrence with an obligatory trip to the toy store on Mass Street, he says. It was just their holiday tradition every year. And I've not been to the toy store on Mass Street, but it makes me want to go. And he says we were going to go, and I'd been to the doctor for my annual checkup, and the doctor said, okay, you're over 50 they did a full blood workup, all these other things. We need to do an adjustment with some of your meds, but we'd like you to go get checked out further. And he decided to go to Advanced Medical Imaging in Lawrence, uh, online, medimageks.com. You know this deal here, the zero plaque score. I'm proud to have my zero score. Find out what how your heart looks. You do this out of your pocket. So this gentleman said, okay, this is great. I'm going to schedule this on the day we're doing our night out. I'll go over there about 4 o'clock with an appointment have my scan done, and then they're going out to shop or whatever at 5 and dinner at 6.30, and that's their evening in Lawrence with his wife and the grown kids. And he says, uh-oh, snafu. It all got changed from his, and he called him last minute and said, I can't come Thursday because they switched their night out to Tuesday. And he called Advanced Medical Image, and they said, no problem, 4 o'clock Tuesday. He said, I told my wife, who's a nurse of 20 years, that, um, this wouldn't take very long. And she says, no, imaging takes forever. And she wasn't going to go with me and wait on me that she'd come over later with the kids and meet me. And he goes, no, th- this place is different. Trust me, this is different. Reluctantly, she agreed. My appointment that they'd already moved up 48 hours for me was at 4 p.m. They asked me to arrive at 3.45 to fill out new patient paperwork. I walked out of there at 4.01 p.m. Done, complete, finished. At some hospitals, Kevin, it takes you that long to walk from your car to the right office inside the building. My wife, the nurse, couldn't believe it. We had a fabulous night out in Lawrence and left with the Christmas spirit. Many thanks to Advanced Medical Imaging for scheduling me, rescheduling me, and getting me in and out in 16 minutes. With my heart scan, by the way, my plaque score is zero. Oh, good for you, man. That's, That's just a great story. I love hearing stories like that. Advanced Medical Imaging is online at medimageks.com if you want to schedule your appointment. Again, if your doctor orders an MRI or CT scan for you, Advanced Medical Imaging will take your insurance. You don't have to stay in your hospital chain and wait five weeks for your scan. Get it done the next day and get it right back to your doctor and get moving on whatever's really important to you. Because when you need a scan, you need a scan. 785-856-0224. Like all of our sponsors, Advanced Medical Imaging is at thekklist.com. I also want to give a shout out to our friends at TimeWise Media. I haven't really talked much about Chris and T and our friends over at TimeWise Media, but they've been with us for a couple of years on this podcast now. They believe in what we do. They have worked with us. They're an ad agency, basically is what TimeWise Media is in Kansas City, and they've been around for a long time. They're a married couple. They're a bit of a mom and pop like us, although they have a couple of employees that work very hard for them. Ad agencies, basically what they do is they help you uh, with your advertising dollars, spend money in the right place, target your audience. It's not just radio, television, newspaper, websites, things like that. It's social media. It's keyword and site retargeting. It's web development. It's Google business profile. It's print. It's billboards. It's traditional media. It's all of those things. And they're really good. They have over 20 years of experience. But they came to us and said, we have some clients that we think would fit with you. Now, we haven't gone to any of the other ad agencies around town, which, I mean, we could. When we were in radio, Jessica had two or three ad agencies that were clients of hers. And they'd either be, you know, like car dealerships or beer brands or things like that. And you'd go pitch them once a year and try to get a part of their annual buy to spend it on radio with you. We've not done that. We've not gone to the ad, gone to the ad agencies. But this particular ad agency... They knew Jessica well. They knew what I was doing. They contacted us and said, hey, we got some people that might be interested here. 
in doing some things with you. And we said, well, that sounds great with us. And they're wonderful people. And I, we were meeting with them a few weeks ago. And I said, you know, you, you have all these things. I said, has it ever occurred to you that, I mean, what you've done for us, we can't even thank you. You've been great with us. I want to pay you back. Is there anything I can do for you? What if I mentioned your ad agency? So I don't know if you run a business with an ad agency or, or have a business and have considered advertising using an agency. It's really simple. Um, if you spend a dollar, they reduce the rate wherever it is spent and keep a portion for themselves. So it's not like you're writing checks out of your pocket. It's your budget for advertising and they make it work smarter for you. These are really quality people. And I just thought it would be interesting for our audience to hear that they actually contacted us and said, we kind of like what Kevin's doing and we've got some clients that maybe would be interested in this. And so that's a pretty cool thing. If you are interested this year, 2024, in having an ad agency help you reach more customers through web development, uh, SEO, social media, pay-per-click, keywords, site retargeting, web development, any of those things, timewisemedia.com timewisemedia.com or call Chris. He's a veteran. He's a military guy. 913-702-2722. That's 913-702-2722 or online at timewisemedia.com. I may mention them a few more times in the next few weeks. I just, I think they're wonderful people and, or maybe you have a, a company with an ad agency and they're okay. And you want to try somebody else. You think they might be a better fit because it fits this. It fits the profile of what we're doing here. Uh, we'd love to have you on board. I think that'd be a pretty cool darn thing. Here's a great story, local story. Uh, Oak Park Mall, 95th and Quivira, that's Lenexa. It gets confusing where Lenexa, Olathe, Overland Park, Shawnee, it gets confusing, and I live in Lenexa. And the point of the story is not that it's Lenexa, and I know I've talked about Lenexa through the campaign and stuff, through the elections a lot, and I don't mean to talk too much about Lenexa because I live here. This is a story for everyone. This should be a national news story today. This should be a national news story. We have so much theft going on in America that I haven't seen a study on this or any science behind this. You may send me an email where you've seen it, but I know this. I know baked into higher prices right now is not just the economy. It's the lack of policing. It is allowing people and having policies where we let them walk into the store and steal the stuff and get out the door. They're just passing along the cost of theft to consumers. I believe that, and I believe it's significant, and this story proves that. There were two small stores around 95th and Guevara. I don't know if they were in the mall, around the mall, or whatever. Two small stores last year, according to Lenexa authorities, that each had over $600,000 worth of merchandise stolen from their stores. These are small businesses. This is not Nordstrom or Macy's. Okay, $600,000 worth of stolen goods. Two of them, 1.2 million, two of them. So the Lenexa police chief gets together and says, we're cracking down in December around the holidays, and they're taking a victory lap in Lenexa right now. They absolutely crushed it in December. According to Fox 4 story, it came out on Wednesday. A two-week sting operation by Lenexa police at 95th and Guevara that arrested people when they walked out of stores was an unbelievable success. They stationed 12 officers around dozens of stores at 95th and Guevara, some of them plainclothes, some of them in full uniform and in their squad cars. And over the course of 10 days, working with stores who would notify them. I'll give you an example. A store says, somebody just walked out. He's wearing a green hoodie. He's got a red ball cap on, and he just took two bags of stuff out of here, and he's headed toward the north exit by the food court at Oak Park Mall. And so the cops would go around toward the food court, and as soon as the guy in the green sweatshirt with the red hat walks out with bags of stuff, they would apprehend him on the sidewalk. They would cuff him. In some cases, they would take him back inside, hand the merchandise back to the merchant, arrest the person, and take them to jail. Over the course of 10 days, 48 arrests. 27 were for theft. They found nine people that were targeted for stealing that walked out with narcotics. 
One person was carrying and selling fentanyl. They got two people that were in stolen cars. <laughs> when they went to their car, they, they arrest them. They pick them up for stealing and they go, okay, where's your car? They go to the car. They run the license plate. Oh, you're in a stolen car. And three illegally possessed guns and were walking around in the mall. Well done, Lenexa police. Well done. That's nice to see. And we hope that that continues. We hope that there's more of that in more places, not just Lenexa. We need cops that are tougher on crime. And it's not all just violent crime. Violent crime stems from people who steal crap at the malls carrying a gun. In 10 days, they arrested three people that stole stuff with guns at Oak Park Mall. They just didn't need their guns. They just walked in and stole stuff and walk out. Then they go, oops, you got an illegal gun and you're stealing stuff. You're getting locked up. That's how you prevent violent crime too. All right, before we get to sports, KKHI is brought to you by Cross Kitchens, Kansas City's remodeler. Online at crosskitchenskc.com, Tim Cross and his family would love to work with your family to make your home great again. That's right, make your home great again with crosskitchenskc.com. Fry Orthodontics, where your smile is just the start. It's the perfect time. You've got some downtime this week to make the phone call to the Fry Orthodontics near you. There's 14 locations. I know there's one very close to you. There's one very close to me. When there's 14 locations, there's one that's not too far. FryOrthodontics.com. Invisalign and braces are the same price. The customer service is legendary. They're, they're literally reinventing orthodontics at Fry Orthodontics. They're on the leading edge of everyone in America with customer service. We're going to make it fun. We're going to make it happy. You're going to be okay coming in here. And if you can't stand coming in here, we're going to do a lot of your appointments by Zoom or video, if that's your thing. They'll do it all. FryOrthodontics.com. Tickets for Less is online at ticketsforless.com, but they have a local phone number for you. If you would like to call your personal concierge for Chiefs tickets this Sunday against the Bengals, 325 kickoff, call 685-3322. That's 913-685-3322. Maybe you'd like to go to a basketball game. Hey, you still got time to buzz down to Dallas tomorrow to see the Missouri Tigers play. If you want to see the Cotton Bowl, ticketsforless.com, your promo code is always... KKHI, you will save between 5 and 15% off anything you see on the site. There are no fees added. Any event, any time. Basketball season upcoming, here we go. Ticketsforless.com. And, of course, Aaron and his team at Advantage Termite and Pest Control, a wonderful family-owned business that would love to be your pest control company, whether it's residential or commercial. This is my call to you. 2024 is coming. Change your pest service. Tell them I said to do this. You will not be sorry. You will not, I'm telling you, you're going to love these folks. They're going to be better than what you have. The technicians are going to be friendlier. They're going to treat your property better. And you're going to see no critters, no bugs, no nothing. These folks are on it. And they're a great local family-owned business. Advantage Termite and Pest Control, 913-768-8989. They'll also do your lawn service for you. They'll put down all your fertilizer, weed control, all that, on five, six applications over the course of the year. One call does it all. Advantage Services, 913-768-8989. Love those guys. All right, on to sports. Here we go. Television ratings are in for Christmas Day. Kansas City Chiefs led the way. It was the highest rated sporting event in weeks. Almost 30 million people watched the Chiefs and Raiders on Sunday, and why not? America loves it when the Chiefs lose. America cannot get enough of the Chiefs losing. They want to turn on their television and root against the Chiefs. That's what America does now. That's okay. That means you're really good, and you've been really good for a long time. That's okay. The Ravens game on Sunday night should have had the highest rating, but it didn't. I mean, this is when people could really watch football, was at night. No church in the way, no opening gifts, nothing like that. You're done. Your Christmas festivities are over. It's the evening. The Ravens 49ers should have been the game of the year. It had 3 million viewers lower, less than the Chiefs and Raiders because the Ravens were beating the Niners. And at one point, it just wasn't very close. Remember when the NFL was down during the Trump years, that all the media that we've talked about were hammering on Trump. They were attacking everything in America because, you know, Trump was president, so America sucks. They kneeled for the anthem, Colin Kaepernick. Black Lives Matter was demonstrating in the streets. We had all this stuff going on. And all these pundits in sports were saying, the NBA is about to take over America as the number one sport. The NFL ratings were down 
We got cap kneeling. We got all this stuff going on. The NBA is the future. All the libs were just lib, 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 lib. Here comes the NBA. The NFL is dead. Well, here we are six years later and not so much. Almost 30 million people watched the Chiefs. There were five NBA games on Christmas Day. Five. Five NBA games. Combined. Combined. Those NBA games got 14 million viewers. <laughs> combined. That's less than 3 million per game. It's a 10 to 1 ratio. Christmas Day, 10 times as many people watched NFL as NBA. I can't tell you who played in the NBA on Christmas Day. And I really don't want to tell you. But there it is. All those smart people on ESPN and CNN who were saying the NFL is dead. It's over. That conservative white people sport is dead. The NBA is coming hard. Boy, the NBA is bad right now. It is really bad. You want to talk about in the tank. The NBA is in the tank. Nobody watching and following the NBA. I mean, nobody. It's never been this bad. All right, on to the biggest sports story here for you today, and that is Patrick Mahomes. And I'm going to read you two quotes from Patrick Mahomes' news conference yesterday. One of them sounds like lip service, and the other one sounds real. Here's the one that's sort of lip service. Mahomes stepped up the mic and said, quote, you have to be critical with yourself. You know, wait, let me preface this by saying, the Chiefs can't get better, cannot get better, until they realize Patrick Mahomes is a problem. They, they will not get better until they realize Mahomes is a problem. Again, the pick six he threw was the worst footwork of any throw I've ever seen him make, including the left-handed throw or falling to the ground throws. It was the worst. It was an absolute disaster. And he had Justin Ross wide open for at least a 40-yard gain on a shorter throw. It was only going to be a 15-yard throw, but he had wide open field in front of him. He was going to gain at least 40. He might have gone for a touchdown. And Mahomes just not under pressure at all, not the offensive line. No, there was no rush on this play. He just throws it out there for a pick six. That play was all Patrick Mahomes. Make no mistake about it. Everyone else on the team did their job on that play. That should have been a 40-yard gain, and Mahomes effed up in a giant way. And he knows it. But it's hard for him to admit. It's hard for the Chiefs to even utter the words that Mahomes is a problem right now. So here's what Mahomes said. You have to be critical with yourself. You have to be true to what's on the film and what's happening. A lot of people will make excuses, and that's why they don't take the next step or become better because of it. You have to learn from the stakes and get better from them. Okay, that sounds great. But that didn't sound real to me. When I heard that, I'm like, okay, he said that a thousand times. He could be talking about his teammates still. And then he said this. Because I have a long running history of saying the reason the Chiefs got Patrick Mahomes and the reason 11 teams passed on him was because of how bad his film was at Texas Tech. Yes, he made big plays. Yes, he made wild throws. Yes, they scored touchdowns. But he had so many negative plays, Texas Tech never beat a team in the Big 12 with a winning record. Let me repeat that. In college, Mahomes was throwing for 500 yards and losing. They blamed it on the defense. Everybody always wanted to blame it on this or that. But when push came to shove and it was time to draft a quarterback, the NFL wasn't blaming it on Texas Tech's defense. They were saying this guy's footwork, his mechanics stink, and the negative plays kill him that you can go through for 500 yards and four touchdowns, but the two interceptions is what beat you or the fumbled snap. And so here's what Mahomes said yesterday, and this gives me hope. Mahomes said on what he needs to do to be better, there's little things with the footwork. I think anytime you see me drifting back in the pocket, that's never good for the team. That's something that goes back to my Texas Tech days where I get in these old habits of trying to make a big play happen wherever the play is there. That's stuff that's gotten me in trouble before. I need to get back to my footwork and fundamentals, and I think I can do that and let the offense work for me. Then I can go out there and we can have success. All right, Patrick Mahomes didn't go look at the tape and come up with that one on his own. Andy Reid has ripped his ass. I'm going to tell you something right here on this podcast that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Andy Reid ripped this kid's ass. He's tired of it. He is tired of his quarterback's play. There is no way Patrick Mahomes is talking about the stupid stuff he did at Texas Tech, saying I'm doing it now, 
and I need to get back to my footwork and fundamentals unless somebody ripped him on it. There's no way. And I hope the entire team heard this because I'm promising you the Chiefs cannot get better. Forget this year. They can't get better next year or the year after until there is recognition within the organization that the quarterback is human. Yes, he's the best in the business. Yes, he's the most talented guy. Yes, he's won two Super Bowls. Yes, he is all world. But George Brett hit 263 one year. It happens. He is sloppy. He's out of control. He is not himself. He is undisciplined. He is screaming at teammates. This young man's got a lot to do. And it may be pressure at home. It may be the brother, the wife, the kids. I don't know what it is. But he ain't Patrick Mahomes, folks. He's not. And you don't sit here and blame a receiving core that won a Super Bowl last year. These guys were all here. They all have rings. Mahomes went to great lengths to say the offensive line got better during that game. It was okay late. It's on me. My technique was bad. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because the media won't say it in this town other than me. They're afraid to criticize Mahomes or Andy. They're scared to death to criticize either one of them. I believe him. I believe he was. T- I believe his butt was ripped by Andy. I believe they brought him in and showed him the tape and said, this sucks, this sucks, and this sucks. Stop screaming at your linemen. Stop bitching about your receivers. And stop doing that thing where you're telling us to get the play in faster. This is on you. And if the Chiefs did that, Patrick Mahomes is about to get better. And he's likely to get a lot better. That's coming. I love how Chiefs fans can't say one critical thing on Mahomes or Andy, but they revel in things that go horrible for the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson has been benched. Russell Wilson is done in Denver. He's going to get cut this offseason. They will owe him $37 million more in March if he doesn't pass a physical. So they're afraid he's going to get hurt, so now they're benching him. They're out of the playoffs, so they're benching Russell Wilson because he can't get hurt if he doesn't play, right? My question is the $37 million more if he gets hurt. So he's not playing. That's it. He's done. My question is if I go out in March and play pickleball with Russell Wilson and fall on his ankle and break his ankle and he doesn't pass the physical in March, does he get his $37 Because I'll break his ankle for him. I'll, I'll break a toe or two with a pickleball racket. That doesn't seem hard. If he's got broken toes when he goes in for his physical the first week of March, Does he pass the physical? What what if he gets in a car wreck? What if he falls on a sidewalk, slips on the ice, goes skiing and blows a knee? I don't have the answer to that. It may be in his contract that it has to be a football injury or come from football. But for 10% of $37 million, I'll break your toes. No problem. The Broncos. Wow. The Packers have suspended cornerback Jair Alexander. This is a pretty harsh penalty. Jair Alexander thinks a lot of himself. He thinks so much of himself that he decided to make himself a team captain last week, and he went out for the coin toss. Jair Alexander went out for the coin toss, said, I'll call it tails. Tails it is. The white hat referee turns to Jair Alexander and says, what's your choice? He says, we'll play defense. Now, the answer is to play defense, we'll defer to the second half. That's what every team does, almost always. We'll defer to the second half. Oh, but not Jair Alexander. He said, we'll play defense, which essentially means you're playing defense both kickoffs. (laughs) Because you call defense, that means offense is automatic in the first half, and your opponent gets its choice in the second half, which is to take the ball. The referee, and I don't know if he should have done this or not, stopped right there and explained the mistake that he'd made and corrected it and said, you want to defer, right? And then somebody else goes, yeah, we want to defer. And they allowed him to defer. I don't think they should have done that. I think if you're that dumb, then you should have paid the price for it. But the white hat made it right in his mind. Now the Packers have suspended Jair Alexander because he was not a team captain. He was not told to go out there. He made himself a team captain, went out, called the coin toss, and botched it for the Packers. And they've suspended him for a game. I think that's harsh, but maybe the right move. I'd I'd maybe suspend him for a half. I don't know what I'd do. Make him run sprints in front of the entire team. Something. 
They suspended him for a whole game, man. That's, whew. Matt LaFleur, that's pretty strong. Nearby in Minnesota, this is a crazy story. The Minnesota Golden Gophers won their bowl game two days ago. P.J. Fleck is their head coach. It's the fifth straight year P.J. Fleck has won a bowl game. Here's the headline. P.J. Fleck has a bonus in his contract for being bowl eligible. They won their bowl game for the fifth year in a row. They won a bowl game at Minnesota, no less. This is not a powerhouse. At Minnesota, no less. They won their fifth straight bowl game, and the university is not giving their head coaches bowl bonus. They're keeping the money for themselves. They're not paying them. I don't know if it's 50000 or 100000 or whatever, but they're reasonable bonuses, right? Now, how can this be? You're asking yourself, how can that be? The man went out, he coached, he won his bowl game, and he doesn't get his bowl bonus. Not for winning, for being bowl eligible. They're telling P.J. Fleck, your team was not bowl eligible. You were five and seven. You didn't make it to six and six. There were not enough six and six teams this year. So what they did is they threw all five and seven teams in a hopper. And what did they do with the five and seven teams? The bowl committee. They looked at graduation rates and Minnesota came out on top and they said, this football program has the best academic rate of all the five and seven teams. We're going to take Minnesota in our bowl game. So not only did he win his bowl game, he got to the bowl game because the academic rate at the institution was higher than all the other schools that were five and seven and they're not paying him his bowl bonus. Wow. Because he didn't go six and six. I'm going to guess technically by the contract, the school's in the right here that the lawyers said you don't have to pay it. It must specifically mention six and six. I also believe public pressure will turn this over. will change it. And what in the heck are they thinking drawing this attention onto themselves? You're out there trying to recruit players to your university and you're letting everybody know we're the cheapest sons of guns in the Big Ten. We just don't care. We ain't paying our coach. And he did the right thing academically number one and they're holding back his bowl bonus after he won the game i think public pressure will change that our final final today is brought to you by north kansas city dental online at nkcdental.com dr bill bush is an award-winning dentist he speaks all over the country about high-tech dentistry and they're really something they've got offices in kansas and missouri and they would love to be your new dentist this year schedule the change make your appointment they'll take all major insurance nkcdental.com 816-471-2911. Who doesn't like talking politics and football with their dentist? That sounds pretty good to me. Ideal Health KC is regenerative medicine. Allow your body to work for itself. You can heal yourself with regenerative medicine. Dr. Kip Van Camp has written all kinds of great stories and publications in multiple journals around the country about patients he's seen with joint pain, COVID shot issues, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's onset. This all started years ago when he was trying to help his dad. He's a radiologist, originally by trade, and he said, I got to find something to help my dad. And he went out and did it, and he started this uh, wonderful regenerative medicine clinic in Shawnee. IdealHealthKC.com could be your solution to living pain-free. 913-745-5300 for the consultation. 913 913- 745-5300, idealhealthkc.com. And of course, our friends at Roberts Robinson, Chevrolet GMC. We are professional grade. We love Mike and Tim and all the guys at Roberts Robinson. They want to thank you again for supporting the toy drive in such a big and meaningful way this year. It was a huge success. Thanks to so many of you that sent toys. Remember, if you're in the market for a new car, the lifetime warranty is included at Roberts Robinson. That's an awesome deal. They will find or build for you the perfect GM vehicle. If you are interested in that, or if you just want to get your car serviced, they're more than happy to come pick it up wherever you live or work, service it for you, and bring it back to you. RobertsRobinson.com. Our final final today is good news in the state of Pennsylvania, which went to Joe Biden in 2020 by less than 80,000 votes. Yeah, right. Trump was leading by what? 350,000 when we went to sleep? They stopped counting. Vans pulled up. Giant sacks of ballots came in. And by the time they were done, the next day, hey, Joe Biden won by 79,000 votes. In the state of Pennsylvania, 35,589 Democrats so far this year 
have switched to the Republican Party. That switches. Registered Democrat to registered Republican. I think that's good news. Unless that, unless there's some rule there that you have to be a registered Republican. To, you know, it could be Democrats going in to try to stop Trump in the primary. That's always a possibility. Oh, I mean, that's always a possibility here. The Democrats are signing up everywhere as Republicans, and they're going to go vote in the primary and then switch back and try to keep Trump out. That's possible. 15,621 GOP have switched to Democrat. So it's basically a 20,000 swing. 20,000 more Democrats have switched to the GOP than the other way around. That's a swing of 40,000 votes in the election because you're losing one and gaining one. It's a swing of 40,000. The number one reason most people, when surveyed on this, have done this is Bidenomics. That's the term they use. They're asked, what's the, what, what's the number one reason? They say Bidenomics. Can you believe that these idiot people, they're so dumb. They're so dumb and yet so good at winning. God, I don't even believe it. Bidenomics? I can't believe they were touting that. For months, they were touting Bidenomics as a thing. We row in a ship of fools. What we do. Hey, if you'd like to sign up to become a patron, we'd love to have you. Go to kkhasissues.com. That's kkhasissues.com. Do it on your desktop, your tablet, or your laptop. It's easier than your phone. Five bucks a month. We do patron podcasts. We did one yesterday. I thought it was quite good. I think you'll enjoy it if you sign up right now. You'll unlock all the previous patron podcasts. You can hear the one from yesterday. And we'll have Lee Sterling's exclusive Thursday night pick on the patron podcast today. So get signed up now at kkhasissues.com. Or if you haven't done it yet, hit the like, follow, or subscribe button. It's absolutely free wherever you listen to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the KKList.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.